0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Extra Point Show this week. Thanks for joining us.
1: How's it going, everybody? Thanks for joining us.
0: If you haven't already, make sure that you uh, like and subscribe so that you can get weekly content. And um, we're going to start off this week talking about uh, the uh, the beginning of a new league, actually. The uh, the USFL, which, which made its debut this past weekend. <laughs> um, I guess it kind of like, I should say, the re-debut because... USFL yeah isn't yeah I was gonna say isn't this yeah. a second
1: iteration of it yeah
0: it, it had previously existed for three seasons um beginning in 1982 and running through 1985 um several key players such as um you know notable players such as uh, Doug Flutie um which eventually made it to the NFL um played in the USFL so um yeah it's it's back um and uh as far as you know I mean, we just had the the XFL, obviously, which is going to be relaunched, but the XFL only lasted one season in both of its, um, you know, iterations of of the XFL. There there was one uh, which lasted in the early 2000s for one season, then it came back last year and obviously, you know, came back at a terrible time during the pandemic and...
1: Yeah, I mean, you would think, though, be, you know, people staying at home and not being able to go out as much, you know, you would think maybe that would get people to be like, all right, well, you know what, I'll watch the XFL. It probably so. depends
0: on how good the TV deal is, because so much of it's based on the TV deal, and then so much probably is based on the attendance. So hopefully the USFL can get some better fan attendance. I mean, they have a TV deal with Fox and NBC. Um, and I don't know if you said, well, you said you didn't really watch a whole lot of the games, but the first game that they had between... The Birmingham Stallions and the New Jersey Generals, which was won by the Stallions 28-24 in the comeback win. I think that was the most exciting of the four games. Had the most fans. Um, The other games throughout the weekend definitely drew less crowds, but one of them was postponed due to bad weather. Uh, And, you know, Mm. the game was like played Sunday night and there was like almost no fans and like maybe a couple hundred people. In, in the stadiums, mm, so you know that's, that's
1: definitely not good. But. but
0: but here's the thing that I will mention about the USFL: it is being played in a centralized location in Birmingham. So all eight teams are playing out of that one stadium. So maybe a little bit, you know.
1: More yeah, that seems like I mean, kind of a hard thing to. Money.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it prob- yeah, probably. Yeah, that's a
1: hard thing to sell. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like you might have. Let's say, like you know, there's the Tampa Bay Bandits. I think you said was yep. one of the teams, right? And you yeah. know, okay, I live in I live near Tampa now, so. You know, if I was going to go ahead and, you know, there's, if there's no Washington team or, you know, Maryland, Virginia team, maybe then, all right, I'll jump on with the Tampa team. But if, you know, they're all playing at the same location in, you know, Alabama, like that, you know, it's not really the, the opportunity to like maybe go to a game in person and enjoy that experience and then maybe get on, get into it isn't really there. So if there's not that that avenue there of at least the cities that they're representing where people can go and see the games, like, you know, if you like football. You know, it's yeah. the middle of whatever time of the year where there's, you know, unless you like baseball and other sports, which, you know, I personally don't. So right. if there was like, oh, hey, there's this cool game we can go see in Tampa, you know, a football game. I'm like, okay, cool. That that might be interesting. Yeah. You know, to to get people involved because, you know, it doesn't just happen overnight with something like that.
0: Yeah, that, that, that's true. And, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting because, obviously, you know, like I said, there's, there's pros and cons to the way that they're doing that, um, having it centrally based, obviously – you save a little bit of money because each team doesn't Have to have you know like, like your, All eight teams are sharing The, the venue so I'm sure that's going to save them some money Yeah, Until absolutely. they see if it's going to be Successful and fruitful to start Putting you know these teams in, in You know local markets um, But yeah I mean the, the flip- it just
1: seems like a very hard sell like living yeah, here yeah. in this area i've never once heard of the tampa bay bandits until you it, told me about the it uh, yeah
0: NFL and and domestic. the flip side of that is is yeah that is is you can't get the local fans involved if you're not yeah. in the local community yeah so it's kind
1: of like you know it's really going to be hard to get that to take off if you know the local you know where the team is is representing that's where you're going to get you know the core of your fan base right. especially in a new kind of a league like that this isn't teams that have existed for years you know exactly. you got people in europe who like various nfl teams for whatever reason and, yeah. you know, that, that kind of thing is not going to happen. You know, you have to build that kind of thing from the ground up.
0: Yeah, I mean, I certainly hope it works out. I, I'm all for you know having these alternate leagues like the XFL and the USFL, yeah, so that we, do, we, that we can have offseason football. Because honestly, I watched it and I thought that, to be honest, I watched two games. I watched the Bandits um, game and then I watched the uh, Stallions. I watched the inaugural game, which, by the way, the inaugural game between the Stallions and the General uh, Generals. <coughs> Um, brought in actually at its peak, 3.5 million viewers um, between Fox, NBC, and their streaming platforms. So, um, definitely in terms of TV viewing, it, it did pretty well. Um, like I well, said. Well, you the, said that
1: uh, was in the in the first game, but then you said the the following games after that, the it was a lot less, right?
0: Yeah, I I don't know what the. Um, what what the ratings were, or how many viewers turned in tuned in, but I know that less people showed up in the stands. There were less there were less fans.
1: Oh, okay, game. that's so, right. You so so it, right.
0: it could have still been viewed by a lot of people. I'm not exactly sure, um, but yeah, like I said, it peaked at three point five million viewers at ten forty five p.m. Eastern time, um, and like I said, the uh, Stallions pulling out a twenty eight twenty four come from behind win over the uh, the Generals. So it was a pretty exciting game. I watched it. It it wasn't bad. Um, They've got, uh, the General's had former um, a guy that spent some time in training camp with the Rams, Luis Perez as their quarterback um, Victor Bolden is on one of the team's former Niners receiver and, and punt returner um, Also notable players, I told you, the, the Bandit starting quarterback is Jordan Tiamu Who spent a couple games on Washington's <clears> roster <throat> last season um, As, as mm-hmm. kind of like a COVID and injury relief quarterback uh, so he was he was with the Commanders last last year So recently on an NFL roster They also have uh, Kyle Lalletta Who's a former fourth round pick of the Giants back in 2000 Cleveland Brown linebacker um, so, so they've got some NFL talent And, and like I said, the, the football played wasn't, wasn't bad You know, sometimes you watch a game and it's just It's unwatchable because it's just so sloppy But, you know, this, this does look like it could be, you know Pro or semi-pro football for sure
1: yeah, I mean, that's definitely good, especially in the off season when there's nothing else on. I mean, yeah, no, it's not NFL football. And I guess it depends that, you know, a lot of people also like college. I, I've never really gotten into college quite as much. But it's it's nice when no other thing is on other than like baseball or mm-hmm. very other things I'm not really into watching. Yeah, and then the NBA season ending as
0: well, so even people that yeah. you know, are more into basketball that's ending right now. And
1: I'd watch basketball all day over like baseball, like you know basketball, especially in person. I think basketball. I mean, I'm not a huge basketball fan, yeah, but watching that in person is game. is actually I, it's really fun. Yeah. I, if, if you're watching it and you're right there, it's it is it is exciting. But on TV and, and the pro level, it just doesn't really excite me a whole lot. But yeah. football is always fun, especially, you know, you're sitting in a bar in the middle of the summertime and, and have like a football game on the TV, be like, oh, hell yeah, sweet. We got, we got some football.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and um, also, uh, you know, let's, let's get into some, some transactions here. Um, so probably the most notable transaction of the past week was um, obviously there's been a lot of moves in the AFC West with the Broncos acquiring um, Russell Wilson and uh, the Chiefs shipping Tyreek Hillaway. So all those teams have been changing a lot.
1: Man, I almost forgot about that Russell Wilson thing. Yeah. I did, actually, yeah, until yeah. you just said that. Yeah, holy yeah.
0: shit. Yeah, it's been a crazy offseason. It's been a, it's
1: been a minute. Like, yeah, with the offseason, you know, you don't think about football, like, all the time like that. So, like, you know, these things happen, and then you're like, holy shit, that's right. He plays yeah. for the Broncos now. Yep. Wow.
0: Yeah, so so the AFC West is getting better. Obviously, the the Raiders got Devontae Adams. Um, and, and then they also locked up Derek Carr on a three-year $121 million contract extension. Uh, which will keep him through with the Raiders through the 2025 season. And it also includes a no trade clause. So that means that, um, you know, the team cannot trade him without, I mean, you can waive that. That's what Russell did in Seattle. Right. Um, if he wants to be moved, but yeah, I mean, certainly the team can't move him without his, his say so. So that was reported by, uh, Rappaport and, uh, Garofalo. Uh, the, um, team later announced the extension, um, and uh, Carr said in a quote, um, let's see here, I've always wanted to be a Raider, and I told my agent, I said I'm either going to be a Raider or I'm going to be playing golf, like I don't want to be playing anywhere else. That's how much this place means to me. And, and he has been with the Raiders his entire career. So...
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this doesn't really strike me as a very surprising move. I would say this would be a smart move. I know there was talk initially about like, oh, if the air car could be traded to some other team, you know, I'm sure, in and in, in some other episode in the past, I said, "Oh, it'd be great if he came to Washington." Yeah. But you know, that's not something I really expected to see happen. Oh, for, but yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Given how he's been for the Raiders, you know, for the for the Raiders, given the way the quarterback market is right now, for them to move on from him would be an extremely bad decision. Yeah, so.
0: and I mean, he's he's started. You know, he's he's been there eight seasons for him. Um, you know, they they yeah. had a good season last year, going ten and seven. Nobody expected them to get into the playoffs with everything that they went through. Obviously right. they went they went through hell with with Gruden with yeah, Rodgers, Henry Ruggs and, with the yeah. Damon Arnett with everything that happened having Rich Bisaccia <coughs> take over as special teams coach and get that team mm-hmm. into the playoffs. So I mean, I think it's a good move, especially with the new head coach. They've obviously got Josh McDaniels coming in now, and uh, now he's got a good quarterback who I've always said Derek Carr is is criminally underrated in in my estimation. Like I, I really like what yeah, he can do. I w-
1: I would agree. It's a lot like Matt Stafford in Detroit. You know, mm-hmm. like he, it was always clear he's a really good quarterback. Yeah. It's just it's a matter of what's around him. He's, and you know, cars cars uh, his his salary is you know 40 point 40. five million per year, yep. making him the fifth among all quarterbacks on average. And given the way that he he looks when he plays, that seems about right. He does seem like he's one of the top. I, I would at say at he's the top, top 10. ten. Yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah at yeah. least top ten. Yeah, I think he's top ten. So I mean, getting yeah. getting the fifth highest salary at the moment that's you know at the moment yeah. you know it yeah, seems exactly. These, they think, years, you know so. you,
0: you got to expect it yeah. as we'll touch on Kyler's going to get his money too. We're going to talk about that in a minute. but um, yeah yeah, I mean, he, he came off a you know a really good season. Um, I mean he ended up passing for 4800 yards, um, broke the previous season set by Rich Gannon um, the last time the Raiders were really good back in 2002 when Rich Gannon won the MVP award and then he threw 24 touchdowns, I believe, to 13 picks. So the the numbers, you know, he's definitely had better seasons as far as the picks go, but obviously mm-hmm. they, they went through so much. Last year, I, I didn't expect him to have his best season. The year before that, right. under Gruden, he had 27 touchdowns, 9 picks. The year before that, 21 touchdowns, 8 picks. So usually he's keeping those interceptions. Yeah,
1: all of those, yeah, those are all fine. Like, yeah, yeah. to move on from him would be – there's just no one out, there's no one out there you're going to get that's better no, than that. No, no, not in the draft. Easily and, and not in free one agency. of Yeah, easily one of the top quarter top desirable quarterbacks in the yeah. league.
0: Yeah, and and I mean obviously that and and he's got weapons now. Like he's he's had good receivers before. All you know, he had uh, Mari Cooper was there at one point. Um, you know, they they had you know Unfortunately, uh, you know, don't want to mention the the, the Henry Rugg situation, but they had him. They had uh, Deshaun Jackson for a while at mm-hmm. his old age, but he's never really had a receiver that's got as much talent as Devontae Adams. And now they have him and Waller. Things looking good for for Derek Carr in, in uh, I almost said Oakland, but Las Vegas.
1: I know you you always you want to say Oakland. You, you know, but... <laughs> it, they,
0: they were they were there for so long. You know, it's just it's just a hard habit to break.
1: And things are also looking good for, uh, well, the Buccaneers, I guess, because Tom yeah. Brady is doing the same thing he's always done. So he's
0: always doing if, it, you man. You know,
1: taking less money. Uh, the Bucks turned Brady's base salary into a signing bonus and avoided an added voidable years yep. on the back end, which yep. you know he probably won't get since he's old. Yeah. Um, um, the move created nine million in cap space. Before the move, the Bucks had less than four million in cap space. So reworking yep. uh, his. His deal frees up a lot of space eventually to sign rookies and potentially add veteran depth after the draft.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that nine million is going to help. Um, you know, like you said, adding either veteran depth or you know, it'll, it'll allow you to sign your sign your entire. Yeah, any any draft money,
1: any money is good money, really. Like, and the fact that Tom Brady literally has done this his entire career yeah. is is really emblematic of why he's always been on. You know, it was always with the Patriots, but yeah, you know. That, that It obviously has it's carried over in Tampa Bay. I mean, it's yeah. the same, same thing. He takes less money. They have more money to work on the other positions on the field. And, and, and that's why they've
0: been, they've been so successful, whereas you see a lot of these other guys like Aaron getting his money and, and you know, Derek yep. Carr recently yep. and, and Dak. And they, they have good seasons. They get to the playoffs. But, you know, Brady, obviously you're getting maybe that one or two extra players that push you over the top each year. And, and, and it's a team mm. sport, you, you need that And I mean obviously um, The move still it, it doesn't change anything as far as Brady's um, free agency Status, he will still be a free agent After this season, so whether He decides to keep playing or um, there, It has been reported that there Has been no talk of an extension At this point in Tampa yet So we'll see if he ends up Playing after his age 46 season um, But yeah, he's slated to have a base salary of $8.9 million with uh, $3.3 uh, million in bonuses uh, and, a, and a $20.2 million cap figure uh, before the restructure. So, I mean, you, f- you figure given his value to the team, the, the, the guy's massively underpaid for what he means to the NFL by, by you know, any metric. I mean, the, yeah, the Buccaneers absolutely. spend $10.3 million on on... The quarterback position or or on him specifically in 2022 which is 19th uh, most among nfl rosters for quarterbacks per over the cap and um the 25 million per year average on his extension signed uh, last year places him 15th so right around middle of the league for you know he's obviously a top three quarterback yeah, he, he's making even like
1: even he's making like jimmy garoppolo money yeah, actually yeah, less yeah shit yeah, i think
0: i think jimmy's cap hit for jimmy this makes season, 28 though, right yeah it's usually 20, 28, but I think his cap hit this season is about 23. But, yeah, I mean, okay. criminally underpaid so, for, for what he Basically, right. Jimmy Jimmy yeah. Money is
1: what that yeah. what that
0: is. I, exactly.
1: And for Tom Brady, you know, basically, arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah. I mean, you, know, yeah. you can make I mean, I'm not, I'm not arguing want, but, it. But I'm not going to really argue against that yeah. given the, the stats yeah. that he's put up. It's, it's hard to deny it at this yeah. point.
0: I mean, he's seven, seven Super Bowls going for but, you know, going for number eight this season.
1: I do have to say, though, I kind of am ready for when Tom Brady is out of the league, and I mean, I would like it if more players would do what he does and take less money. That would be fantastic. But I think we all know that's not going to happen. So, I kind of, it'll be nice when Tom is, is out, and all the teams equally, you know, have to pay their really good quarterback, you know, a lot of money. <laughs> kind of evening the Kind of yeah. evening the playing field a bit. Like I said, it would be great if quarterbacks would just, you know, take less money, help out their team. That'd be fantastic. But we all know we live in this world. That's not going to fucking happen. Tom's so, super Tom Brady wife is an anomaly. Exactly. And I was going to yeah. say, Tom has a supermodel wife that makes <laughs> tons of money. so yeah. He's kind of like, you know what? I'd rather win a Super Bowl than wait, make another $15 million. I mean, shit, I'm already set. But yeah. most of these guys, I guess, apparently, would rather just try and get as much as they possibly can from the right. team yeah. they play. Especially and someone like Aaron Rodgers is like, man, you play with the team for as long as you have. Yeah. Like At some point, you can't just be like, yeah, I've made a lot of money. You give me a little less this season. Aaron, Let's see if we can win a Super Aaron Bowl. Like, he's like give, 38. Like,
0: Aaron come on, Aaron. Like, give take Wisconsin to discount. And if I had to play in that cold ass weather, I wouldn't. Do. <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean,
1: shit, Aaron. Like, come on, just take one for the team. Take 15 million a year and Aaron let them sign a Miami. bunch of people. And
0: Aaron could be in Miami just, right he, now on a beach, but he's he could to be. Play in Wisconsin. He could be, but
1: he's so, yeah, which is which is which shocking, costs 40 shocking. million a year.
0: <laughs> You know that
1: cold's got to be hard on the body. Yeah, getting sacked in the cold weather,
0: fuck that. Yeah, like, Like,
1: he's 38, but, I mean, shit, those bones got to feel like he's at least 50. I mean, God, imagine how Tom Brady must feel. I don't know how that motherfucker's still playing it. That's why he's in Tampa. It's warm weather, bud. It is. He's like, all right, if I'm going to keep playing, I'm going to do it in Tampa. Because it's beautiful. (laughs) It gets hot during the day, but, He got the fuck out
0: of Foxborough. He's like, no.
1: Right? No. He's like, I've had enough of this shit. I'm getting old.
0: Yeah, so speaking of quarterbacks that aren't Going to be taking less money Uh, Kyler Murray is not expected To return to play in 2022 (laughs) For the Cardinals on his current Contract Um, Kyler is reportedly adamant That um, he won't return For the 2022 season without a new contract And um, the Cardinals Have yet to make an offer Uh, Apparently his agent Eric Burkhart um, Had put an initial Proposal on the table But he's since pulled that proposal off I don't know if they want more money or, or what happened or if talks have <coughs> soured, but um, that was reported by uh, Pelissero. Um And it's, it's been a, kind of a drama-filled offseason for Kyler and the Cardinals. Yeah, uh, I was going to all- say, this
1: is a very, very interesting situation yeah. because, like, you know, they might not be re-signing him because of his behavior towards the end of the season. So, perhaps, perhaps you know perhaps. It, it, it could it could be you know, he wants more money and the Cardinals are like look man you know you made us look real bad and you, he you, you
0: absolutely had a garbage stretch down the run in, in yeah, so game and yeah so
1: it's really surprising like, well, to really me that. Mattered. They started like, out. I don't like know. Eight and zero,
0: nine and zero, ten and zero. They started out like they were the hottest no, I team. I think. In the, in some, yeah, in the they
1: league. were nine. I remember they were yeah nine and zero because they were nine and one at one point. Yeah. So yeah, they were nine and zero. And then I then think.
0: it fell apart down down the stretch, and then they yeah, barely got I just into the I feel like they, that's
1: got to be part of the reason there because like he 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 is a good player and you know he he obviously wants more money, but I don't know. I think with the with the behavioral well, issues, talk, talk, like, talk about really talk about big, what he did, buddy. Talk
0: about what the man did
1: um let's see let me see let me see if i remember what happened exactly
0: well um, it started after the pro bowl
1: because i remember he was he well i thought he was in during a game you know when they were losing it started off with him just like he just wasn't you know well, behaving I, well like, just i acting, i think you know. he was
0: just really yeah so i guess it started like with the playoff loss to the rams when they got blown out like 34 to 11
1: yeah like and, he just walked he off just, the field or he was just or really or something, like something not that. seeming
0: into it not really trying to get the yeah. get the troops rallied but Basically, no. after the Pro Bowl, um, what I think really started the speculation was Kyler scrubbed his social media of all of his Cardinals uh, photos, took everything off, um, however, then, uh, then, that's what it then the Cardinals uh, returned and then they took off all their Kyler pictures, which was really weird, um, but then uh, it seemed like things were getting better, and both sides were starting to reconcile the situation. Um, and then Murray noted la- just last month that he wasn't worried about his future as a Cardinal. Uh, since then, though, it seems like maybe things have soured a bit. Um, and <laughs> no strides have been made on a new deal. Uh, with Kyler currently set to make a um, base of only $5.5 million in the fourth year of his rookie contract. So really, you know, considering he was the uh, first pick of the draft, obviously those rookie contracts don't pay you a ton. And that's why... Right. You know he's he's trying to get out of that, especially given the uh, the risks that he takes. Um, obviously, like we mentioned, he's 24 years old. He got off to a uh, red hot start, <clears throat> made the Pro Bowl in 2021. It was looking like he could be an MVP candidate before injuries caused him to miss three games, and he came back and he just didn't look the same down the stretch. They got into the playoffs, as we said in the wild card round, getting blown off, th- blown out 34 to 11 to the Rams who eventually won the won the Super Bowl. And then mm-hmm. um, with this offseason, you know, Aaron's got his money, Deshaun's got his money, Stafford got an extension, Derek Carr just signed. Um, you know, all deals worth over forty million annually. Kyler wants to be the next in line for his big payday. And the Cardinals have insisted, Steve Keim specifically, <clears throat> that they have no plans to trade the former number one overall pick. So we could be in for a lengthy Um, You know, lengthy offseason heading into training camp in in late July here. So we'll have to see if Kyler reports.
1: Yeah, that will be interesting. I mean, I don't think given the quarterback market right now and there's, you know, just like with other teams, there's really no one else. Trade him out 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 of the division. You know, (laughs) like, you know, they're obviously going to try and keep him around. I think this is just going to be more a battle of money. And what what he thinks he's worth, the, and what they think. The back the backup's
0: Colt McCoy, so I mean I feel real good about you know Trey Lance <laughs> being the best quarterback in the division. <laughs> well, I should say the most mobile quarterback in the division. I'd, I'd still have to say best quarterback probably goes to Matty Stafford, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, but, absolutely.
0: But Trey Trey's by far the most mobile. With with Russ going to going to Denver, and and I mean if if, if
1: Man, that, that's shit tri- every time i every time i hear that yeah. russell wilson and denver i'm He's always like denver
0: like, man denver's gonna have what denver's gonna have a good season you know they finally have that's a quarterback be, to go with their. that's gonna
1: be interesting as fuck with, man, it, with their good,
0: crazy their top five defense yeah and uh you know speaking of we covered all the quarterback stuff so um now we got to talk about defensive players Denzel Ward, congratulations to you, Cleveland Browns, uh, you know, all-star corner Denzel Ward for signing a five-year $100.5 million deal, which uh, effectively <laughs> makes him the highest paid corner in the NFL. So this was reported by Rappaport on Monday um, that the, of the $100.5 million, $70.25 million is guaranteed. And the extension makes Ward the highest-paid corner in NFL history, which is inching him just past Jalen Ramsey's five-year, hundred million. So he gets uh, a half million more. Oh wow! And
1: uh, <laughs> wow, yeah. he probably did that on purpose. Yeah, no,
0: they, they He's always like do, I need
1: a hundred point five. They always man. do. Like when <laughs> when
0: Trent signed his deal, like he he took just a I forgot who the highest-paid left tackle was, but Trent's deal was like a million or a half million just over. <clears throat> so they, they they're always nice. doing that
1: shit. Yeah.
0: I just want to push it over, so yeah. So, <clears throat> and the seventy point two five guaranteed um, obliterates the Marshawn Lattimore, at which was previously forty four point three four million, and uh, so he obliterated that by about twenty seven million.
1: God damn! <clears throat> yeah, that's crazy.
0: Denzel Ward, though, really good player. Um, I mean, his biggest issue has being or has been staying on the field so far earlier in, in his career. Um, But He actually uh, Last year I think Played in yeah he played in 15 games Last year and had Three interceptions and uh, 42 tackles and uh, Made it to the Pro Bowl he's a two time Pro Bowler in four seasons so um, Big for the Browns Obviously it's going to be interesting considering They just uh, Franchise tagged David uh, Njoku their (laughs) star tight end And um, paid a Deshaun Watson all that money So you figure um, They're going to have to get rid of Baker soon To get rid of some of that money And, and clear some Because they're going to be in salary cap hell pretty soon I'm sure
1: Yeah, I would expect that to happen If things work out well with Deshaun
0: Yeah Yeah, I mean n- n- Nothing new to be reported with with Baker Other than him saying that he feels disrespected by the team um,
1: Yeah, which is But, you know, he's, he's
0: still he's, Yeah, absolutely understandable But he's still there in it's... Cleveland you know nothing. Nothing new to report on on that, and um,
1: so we also got the uh, Dolphins yeah. trying to add to their roster some more, yep. trying to keep coming yep. up. They hosted pass rusher Melvin Ingram for a visit. The uh, 18th overall pick in the 2012 NFL Draft has 51 career sacks. Yep, uh, he spent time last year with Pittsburgh and Kansas City.
0: Yeah, yeah. He didn't. He didn't do a whole lot last year with either of those teams. I think um, between both of them, he had two sacks, if I remember correctly. So obviously he's aging. He's uh, gonna be thirty three years old next season. Um but yeah, like yeah. like you said, fifty one career sacks, including a couple seasons where he had over ten with the Chargers, most recently twenty seventeen where he had ten and a half sacks. So we'll see. Um he he's yet to sign, so we'll see if they end up adding him to the roster. But he could be he could end up being a good player for them. Obviously, uh, like you said, Mike McDaniel's been loading up that roster, so
1: Right. So I, think it'd right. Be a I good expect for he's is trying to yeah, trying to get what they can and you know get that get that Dolphins team some a winning season. Get them into the know, playoffs. When's the last so. time they had when's the last time they had a well no? Yeah, well, they had a winning, had a win, season. Had yeah. a winning but,
0: season last Yeah, year. yeah, that's yeah. that's, what I, that's yeah. what I meant. That's what I
1: meant. That's what I meant. Getting into the playoffs. That's why yeah, they did have a winning yeah. season. But yeah, getting into the playoffs. And you know, winning a playoff game. I, I assume that would be quite big. Yeah, for yeah. Them.
0: Abs- absolutely. Absolutely. It it definitely would. And then um other transactions to report here. The uh, Texans signed um, former Eagles corner uh, Steven Nelson. Uh, So the Texans coming up with a a big score. Um, Nelson had previously played with the Chiefs, Eagles, and uh, Steelers. uh, Spent 2021 with the Eagles. And um, he started 84 games across a seven-year career, including 16 last year with the Eagles. So a good get for the Texans, obviously adding a good defensive player to lovey Smith's defense. So, like we said last week, um, you know, I don't think the Texans are going to do anything. I don't think they're going to jump off the page edge too much, but I, but I th- probably expect them to win about seven games this season. I don't think they'll be a playoff team, but I, I definitely expect them to be better than a four-win team with, with some of the moves.
1: Hopefully for made. those fans, man. I can't imagine. I mean, being a Washington fan is hard enough. Jesus Christ
0: Well the Texans you know they imagine being a Texans fan They've, they've exist, existed since uh, 2002 and, 2001
1: uh, right? Or oh, 2002 Yeah okay.
0: 2002 And they've never They've been to the playoffs a couple times But they've never won a Super Bowl or anything They're one of the 12 teams I looked it up the other day There's 12 teams that have never won a Super Bowl of the 32 Pretty crazy
1: Damn yeah. that is crazy That's yeah, a lot almo-
0: Almost half the league so yeah. it really makes you appreciate it as a Niners fan, or I'm sure even as a Washington fan, like having three or in our case five, you know, it's like, Oh shit. You know, like there we can. Yeah. A,
1: you're like, Oh wow. This could gonna Niners. be a lot worse. Yeah, absolutely. Although in my lifetime, I haven't seen any of that shit, but That's... you know what? The, Redskins got three Super Bowls, as I'm told.
0: It, 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 happened, <laughs> it happened, but I saw, I saw it in the history.
1: I know. Yeah. It it did happen. I've seen the videos, yeah. trust me. Yeah. I, it, I know it happened. But when, you, yeah. when you're when you not alive for it and it's like, oh, this happened in the past, it's like, man, it would be so nice to see this happen one time when I was, you know, alive and coherent. Like yeah. in 91 when they won, you know, I was like a baby, but that doesn't count.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, it counts, but just you just didn't see it. But yeah. And then also the uh, the Cardinals making a move. Um, you know we'll we'll see if they can make a move and get Kyler back as we discussed. But they did bring back A.J. Green, who they got from Cincinnati last season. The uh, veteran wide receiver is back on a one-year contract. Um, he kind of you know was was banged up the last couple years. In 2020 with Cincinnati, his last year there, he you know had a little bit of a disappointment. He, he caught 47 passes for 523 yards and two touchdowns, so not a great season. He came over to Arizona in 2021 and kind of had a resurgence at age 33 when he caught 54 passes for 848 yards and three touchdowns. Probably a big reason why they felt that they could move on from Christian Kirk (laughs) when he signed a big deal with Jacksonville. So A.J. Green coming back for one more season. Cardinals, of course, may still draft a receiver. This is a super deep receiver draft but um they've they've got a veteran presence there they're bringing him back for one more year and um speaking of receivers the uh the packers who we've talked about in depth with what they've done at receiver <laughs> this offseason it seems uh trading Devonte adams re-signing alan lazard uh you know
1: then, we knew they were going to get somebody else yeah so, yeah then they like... then
0: they let mvs uh martel uh marquez valdez scantling go to the chiefs so yeah, uh, we knew that they yeah. had to get somebody else, and they did. They brought in Sammy Watkins, a uh, a veteran player who he's just 28 years old, so definitely got some tread on the tires. <clears throat> um, he at one point was a you know first uh, first round pick in the NFL, but his uh his season or his his career's been a little bit derailed the last few years um, with injuries, um, although last year with the Ravens he was primarily healthy. Although, he didn't really do a lot in the Ravens' uh, run-first offense, catching only 27 passes for 394 yards and one touchdown. Um, So, Mm -hmm. all of those were career lows, but obviously, uh, the majority of the Ravens' targets go to Mark Andrews or, you know, Hollywood Brown. Um, you know, so, yeah,
1: yeah. So it's not that surprising yeah, that he wouldn't yeah, get targeted yeah. that much with the way that they run their offense. Yeah,
0: so I expect him to get you know a lot more. Tar- like I mean, Randall Cobb's the most veteran receiver that the Packers still have in that receiver room. So at least now they've got a guy that's played in some games other than Alan Lazard. So I think it'll be it'll be good. And, you know, now now Aaron's just got to get on on par with him and develop some chemistry with him because they've never played together. But you imagine that'll probably yeah. happen pretty quick. Um, just a couple more things to report here. The uh, Seahawks re-signing veteran backup Geno Smith. Um, main reason that is notable is because the Seahawks were always a team that was tied to Kaepernick as being a possible destination, and now it seems like with the signing of Geno Smith that he's probably going to be the direction that they move in with their, with their backup quarterback, assuming that they start... Drew Lock, and assuming that they don't draft somebody, which, of course, all of those things could still happen.
1: Man, the Seahawks are in for a rough fucking season. <laughs>
0: they could be. I mean, unless unless Drew Lock just comes out and really just. You
1: know, I, I guess, up, which seems unlikely, but. I mean, yeah, he didn't do it just, good, gonna, ex-
0: with, with a great defense and, and good wide receivers, so I don't know why he would. Yeah, in, yeah,
1: yeah. He's not. Yeah, I'm excited to watch Seattle lose a whole lot next season.
0: Yeah, I mean, he he started three games last year when when Russell broke his finger. He went one and two, but he played well. He had five touchdowns to only one interception, so he he was playing well. So I I suppose if if they do move forward with uh, with Drew Locke and he struggles, they probably will, you know, get Geno Smith in there and give him some reps. But he's in there on I think it's a one year seven million dollar deal. Um. So. Seahawks making a move And then the uh, the Colts They had him in for a visit earlier in the week And then they ended up signing him But they ended up uh, We wondered who was going to get Stefan Gilmore Who last played with the Panthers For eight games last season After he came back from suspension um, He signed a two-year $23 million deal um, And, uh, you know, Gilmore Really good defensive player I remember he was a guy that I talked about hoping that the Niners would get either him or Malcolm Butler before, obviously Charvarius Ward came into the conversation. And then I was like, Oh, this could be a good pickup for us. But, um, you know, they've got him on, like I said, a two year deal. He's a five time pro bowler. And in 2019, he was the AP defensive player of the year. So, uh, he could still be a good player in eight games with the Panthers last year. He had two picks. So in limited <laughs> action, he was, he was definitely a factor. Um, So we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, the Colts were, as we've talked about numerous times, one game within being a playoff team, and they added Matt Ryan. So making moves on both sides of the ball, obviously expect uh, the Colts and Frank Reich to be probably a playoff team, I'd say, at at the very least next, next year, I'd expect.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Welcome to this week's Commander's Countdown this wide receiver controversy going on right now and the contracts and mostly with Debo Samuel and Terry McLaurin, at least, you know, for us, you know, Washington and Niner fans, you know, there's just a lot of talk with Debo, especially his situation's a little bit different with, with the way things have gone, which, you know, we can get more into, but um, just on a base level, like the the contracts that you're seeing and, and, you know, these players, they obviously want to be paid and there's just all this controversy around it. And it's like, well, you know, it's either they're going to get paid or they're going to go somewhere else. So right. you know they, these teams, you know you got to make the decision and, and get a contract done. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and the going rate for the upper echelon of, of wide receivers now seems to be that 25 million number. 25 million. Yeah. 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 So that seems to be what everybody's trying to get. So of course we've got we've got the big four right now. Um, like you said, the two that are most prevalent uh, or that uh, affect us the most are the Debo and Terry situations. But you've of course got uh, Seattle's DK Metcalf. And um, Tennessee's AJ Brown as well, who all want their money and all deserve money because they're all great players. But yeah, at the same absolutely. at the same point, you know, like we are in the situation, and I guess we could talk about. Let's talk about Terry's first. So, of the four, Terry, as a team leader, has said that he's going to report to Washington's <clears throat> off-season program, and all mm-hmm. that's all that. And there great.
1: was rumors speculating that he wasn't going to go right, and right. but then i also read further like he's gonna he's gonna show up but he may not actually work out like i've seen various different things but
0: i i expect him to get that deal done i mean i would of the four deals i and this is of course i don't have any inside information but i would expect terry's gets done first
1: because i would i would agree as well i would think there seems to be the least controversy there like terry just obviously wants to get paid you know what he deserves Yeah. and i would think if washington was smart they're obviously going to you know oh, yeah. Gonna yeah. try and keep him he's he's literally like the biggest weapon on offense we have yeah. so they would be really really dumb especially just acquiring carson Wentz. like carson's going to need weapons you know if we can't pick up somebody else you know even just to pair with terry like let alone think of like not having terry anymore it's like come on that's a player you know you you got to retain like, and no and then there's what.
0: always the discussion you know th- that people have that's like oh well you know you can train somebody like that for multiple first round picks like they did with Tyreek
1: yeah. and oh maybe maybe get another get some new receiver yeah, in the dra- yeah but yeah. that's a gamble man yeah. you could get you know exactly for every th- for every f- every five draft picks four of them are shit and then I, maybe one I will always a day, mention though.
0: to Niners fans who you know say draft a <clears throat> receiver in the first round or something AJ Jenkins and the fact that you haven't or most Niners fans probably haven't heard of that name is it he, he caught zero passes. And, you know, in, in the NFL, and he was literally a first round pick, in my opinion, he's the biggest Niners bust in all, in all time. And that includes Giovanni Carmazzi. Gio. <laughs> yeah. you, you know, I always got to give Gio his time. I knew his, his you were going to go to him. I always got to give Gio his time. Uh, <laughs>
1: but, yeah. Um, so anyway, oh, man, yes. That so, was a sad story. I never heard about him so until I met he's, you. He's, a, a,
0: he's me a, a go far. The Niners
1: now. history. And I'm like, oh my God, Gio. what a terrible story that one is. Yeah
0: could have had tom brady take giovanni carmazzi that worked out well <laughs> fucking one of the biggest regrets in God, history. that is
1: yeah. yeah like shit yeah that it, one's bad so
0: so yeah like terry let's let's talk about why terry um you know deserves his money real quick and then we'll move on he's he's been in the nfl three seasons um two the most <clears throat> the two most recent seasons he's gone over a thousand yards
1: a thousand. A right? Okay, the first yeah. season he didn't go over a thousand, yeah. right? It was like he was damn. He was damn running. close.
0: Fifty-eight catches, so nine th- hundred nineteen yards, and seven yeah. touchdowns. Nine nineteen.
1: So. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say nine thirty something, yeah. but. And then, close and enough. then his
0: second year, um, he caught eighty-seven passes for eleven hundred eighteen yards, four touchdowns, and then this last year, seventy-seven catches, uh, one thousand fifty-three yards, and five touchdowns. And that's been playing with a collection of different quarterbacks over that yep. time as well. So, yep. if you Absolutely. can give him the same quarterback for seventeen games, I'm, I'm excited.
1: Like Terry could have a thirteen hundred yard. And a quarterback with like an actual strong season. arm. Like I yeah. love Heineke, and yeah. I still I hope yeah. he's on the team for years to come as the backup. But like you know Carson probably there. has a stronger arm than him. Oh, of course he does. Yeah. I know. I know he's still there. I'm just saying. I hope. I you know, yeah. in my opinion, like given the backups in the league, like I don't think you can beat Heineke. Like man, Heineke. If you're gonna rank backups. Paineke should be number one in terms of backups, at least in my opinion. I mean, After well, well, you start. know, like,
0: like that. that we we got to make that argument. Like, if, are we considering Jimmy Garoppolo now a
1: backup? No, Because if no, that's the case, even, j- even mm, okay, fine. I guess if he I was, mean, maybe Jimmy would Jimmy'd be slightly better. Yes, but but and then, and then as you know, of right and now, then you've always <laughs> got to make the argument, like whether I like it or not, for Nick Foles. Nick Foles came in there and just
0: won a Super Bowl for a franchise against Tom Brady for, when the, for the Eagles. So that's like, true, but that was years ago. That was so years ago. Yeah. I'm
1: talking like you know, like maybe two, yeah. three years. Like that's like that was like 2017, right?
0: Still, teams teams covet Nick Foles. I don't I don't know if the if the Bears yeah. are going to keep yeah. him. So we'll we'll see. But anyway, moving on to the to the Debo part of this. So, the Debo thing's a little bit more unsure because there's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of reports that are coming out that are that are we don't know if they're true. So Schefter will report something. And Schefter's been called out a few times recently For things because like Schefter will come out and say that like Debo has requested a trade Um and then like Debo's come out on social media and been like man Schefter's like full of it And you know like pretty much like defuted those rumors and said that the only people that really Cause like I guess intergroups it was being said that Debo's brother Was saying that they were wanting out of San Francisco and requesting a trade, and then Debo's brother, like, said he's like, I'm just trolling y'all. He's like, the only, he's like, I don't even know what's going on with my brother, and then like Debo came out and said the only people that know what's going on with the situation are me, the Niners, and my agent, which which would make sense. So pretty much alluding the Schefter being being full of it, but basically,
1: that's that's unusual though. Usually Schefter is like usually usually he's pretty on point, but. So that makes me a little like me, mm, like maybe Debo's trying to be like, no, nah, no, nah, I didn't ask for a trade when he really did. Maybe, but. maybe. So I mean, you never know. We,
0: we, yeah, and and that that's really
1: because he also got death threats and shit. Yeah, that was yeah, uh, one thing I wanted to yeah. mention. Yeah, like he he got death yeah, threats. Yeah, that was really about, uncool. Like, I, Niner I I not fans like that at all. It's Like, dude, what what whether, is this? Shit, whether dude, Debo like?
0: ever plays another down for the Niners, I I wish Debo the best, <laughs> and I thank Debo for his service with us. I mean. He helped us in 2019 get to a Super Bowl and right on the door of one last season. So, love and respect always for you 19, whether he ever suits up as a Niner again or not. First and foremost.
1: Also, a side note just to, you know, in terms of honoring him, you know, a lot of people might think his name is Debo Samuels because I see that all yeah, over the internet. Yeah, it's Samuel. And just, it's Samuel. There's no S. Yeah, just, you know, if you if if you weren't aware of that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Curtis Samuel is also not plural at, at the end. It's also Samuel. Yeah.
1: Chris. I think I've seen it with that too, Former actually, Former yeah.
0: Redskin player Chris Samuels did have an <clears throat> the,
1: There you go. There's uh, one. There's yeah. one.
0: Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll just throw that in there just give, uh, give Chris <laughs> Samuels his, his just due. But, yeah, Debo, of course, he's been in the NFL three years as well. Um, his first year was 2019, our Super Bowl run, when he caught 57 passes for 802 yards and three touchdowns. Although that year, he was basically our secondary option to Emmanuel Sanders and George Kittle, or second or third option. He was a rookie that year. So 2020, um, he only played in seven games, and obviously he was battling injuries the entire season. He only caught 33 passes, 391 yards, and one touchdown. Between his first two seasons, he only had about 20 carries between the two of them. So we really weren't using him as much as a running back until this past season.
1: Um, mm-hmm.
0: When he, had, I wasn't going
1: to say that's one other thing that kind of could add to his value or make yeah. it more of a, an issue is because they do use him in so many things, you know, so he might be like, he might also not, I've heard, I saw reports. He's not happy with the fact that they use him right. quite that much in all those various different yeah. situations. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that, Oh, Demo today, you're going to play tight end Demo today. You're going to play, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah,
0: that, and that, that's the other thing we wanted to, to mention as, as well. So like, just to, just to recap, his, la, his most recent season, he caught 77 passes for 1,400 yards and led the NFL with 18.2 yards of reception and, and six receiving touchdowns. And then he also had um, – how many touchdowns did he have on the ground? I think it was like
1: uh, – Like four or five, I think, something like that. He had eight
0: – no, he had eight on the ground. Eight? Yeah, so, God, so he had uh, 14 total touchdowns. So with that being said – Um, That adds to the money It's like okay So top receivers Are getting paid 25 million a year But it's like He's like a running back Wide receiver He's a wide back As they call it So what's a wide back worth So top running backs Are only worth about You know Running backs really Don't get shit in the grand scheme of the NFL as far it also
1: depends on what Debo wants to be used as himself yeah. maybe he doesn't want to be doing all that different stuff and, right. and putting his body through all of that, and that that's and what he, he said because obviously it.
0: he knows that that's going to shorten his career even as as big and as physical as Debo is he's a big wide yeah. receiver I mean he's he's six foot 215 pounds so he's big for a wide receiver and he's thick so I mean he mm-hmm. but yeah I mean running backs usually in the NFL don't make it past 30. I mean, Frank Gore is a wonder for, for doing just that for, you know, the career that he's or had. Or Adrian Peterson, yeah. you know, like, exactly, it's like exactly. Jesus, exactly. dude, how are you still Those going? Those are the, ex- the rare exceptions to the rule. Those are not common situations. Running backs usually top out at 30. Um, so mm-hmm. he, realizing that, wants to get his money or – and that's the thing. Eventually it was talked about as, like, he wants his money. Then it was maybe just talked about that he just doesn't want to be used that way anymore. Right, so, right. Maybe it's not about money. Maybe it's just, like, he wants to stay with the Niners, maybe make, you know, 20, 25 million a season, but just be used as a prototypical wide receiver. But, you know, I I get that. I mean, he certainly helps our running game, but I I wouldn't say that we exclusively needed to use him in that role. I mean, we have Elijah Mitchell. We have Jeff Wilson. We have good running backs. And if Trey's the starter, that's going to add an element to our running game right there. So, I mean...
1: Yeah, they shouldn't really need, in theory, if you have other players that can fill the role uh, I mean, you know, appropriately, I still think, you shouldn't really need to use him. I
0: still think, you know, he gets maybe five or ten handoffs a season on like a jet sweep, you know? Like, like, yeah, like a absolutely, run
1: yeah, run. which they do. Th- a lot of teams yeah. do that anyway with their wide receivers. But, but he you know, had, t- he had, Terry, I'm pretty sure, yeah. has done that a few but times. But he
0: had 59 carries last season.
1: Yeah, that's like insane yeah. for a wide receiver.
0: <laughs> to go with his 77 catches. So I mean, like, that. Yeah, that's
1: insane. That's almost half. Yeah. That's literally almost the same number. Yeah. I mean, close. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I mean... We'll, we'll, yeah, that'll
1: be very interesting to see what happens. We'll monitor with him, all these situations especially... with,
0: with DK, with AJ Brown, with, with Terry, and, and with Debo. Obviously, um, the draft's coming up in about a week. So, if any of these guys are going to be moved, you expect it to be while these teams have draft capital. Um, but I, I really don't see any of them. I mean, from my mm-hmm. opinion, I don't see any of them getting moved. I would, I would think that all of those teams want to make those... Those deals. I, I would, mean,
1: I would hope so for all those teams' sake, even the ones that I don't don't mind. Yeah, like, shit. I mean, you know, like you should probably keep those guys, you know, that are key to your offense and that are, are come up and coming players. Like, I that. feel
0: bad for Derek Henry in Tennessee if they get rid of AJ Brown because you know that he he's basically their only threat. <laughs> at that, at
1: that yeah, point. that would be oh Jesus, I didn't even think about and, that. And, I, and, I, and I feel bad
0: for you know Drew Lock or whoever. Well, no, I don't feel bad for Seattle's starters
1: because <laughs> yeah, I was gonna with, say what do you say
0: without DK? You know, like that that makes them I mean, they still have Tyler Lockett. That's why
1: I said Seattle's in for a rough-ass Fucking season, yeah. dude They, they are going to have It's going to be fun Watching Seattle lose You know, like 12 games or more next oh season goodness. I know you're going to love Every second of that Yeah.
0: But then they get a top pick <laughs> At least 10
1: At least 10 yeah. At least 10 yeah. Maybe not 12 But at least 10 I'm going I'm going to say it now They're going to lose At least 10 But games. Then,
0: they, then they'd end up Drafting like top 5 overall Probably end up getting A franchise quarterback The next Yeah, year. you
1: know what? You're probably right They would Like fucking Goddamn yeah. Packers right Aaron Rodgers! you, know, you, know, you what? know what fuck you guys
0: it's, it's better for me if they go like 7 7 and 10 so like at least right, it's right, like right right you know good enough to like keep themselves out of the top 10 but shitty enough to you know not not give us any trouble for a playoff spot
1: right so unfortunately we have some uh, some more bad news in in regards to the organization um, it's it's unfortunate i have to Constantly talk about these things. It seems like that as they happen one after another, but it, it is news and it, it, you know, it does involve Washington. So, um, the U S house oversight committee sent a letter to the federal trade commission on Tuesday, saying it found evidence. The commanders might have engaged in potentially unlawful financial conduct for more than a decade by withholding ticket revenue from visiting teams and refundable deposits from the fans. Yeah. Uh, in the in the letter, the committee outlined through the testimony of former employees and access to emails and documents a pattern of alleged financial impropriety by owner Dan Snyder. You know, and just just a quick side note here: fuck Dan Snyder, as I'm, I'm, yeah. as I'm sure we all agree. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, at one point in 2016, the committee said the team may have retained up to five million in, uh, from 2,000 season ticket holders, while also mm. potentially potentially concealing shareable revenue from the league. Mm. Five million. It's kind of a lot. That is kind of a lot. It's kind kind of a lot. lot. (laughs) Although I do, I do know a lot of this information came from uh, one particular former employee. Okay. um, Who I I don't believe there was any actual evidence yet at this point to substantiate. That's what these people are are saying. That's what they're claiming is what happened. Okay. You know, but is there, is there actual proof to back this, back these things up yet? Okay. Not to this point
0: yeah yeah and and I see here that it says like um the uh, the former employee testified before Congress saying that the team had two separate financial books, one with uh, underreported ticket revenue <coughs> that went to the NFL and then the full complete picture and then according to the testimony Dan Snyder was aware <laughs> of the uh, the numbers shared with the league while also being right. privy to the actual data so. Yeah,
1: which which uh, I guess this practice Not was known way. as uh, was known as juice, inside yeah. of Washington's front yeah. office. You know, according according to this guy, you know, the, again, the, until there's things to back it up, OJ the juice Simpson. They're
0: giving it they're giving it the juice's name, huh?
1: <laughs> Obviously, uh, in response, Washington, you know, categorically denied any suggestion of financial impropriety of any kind. at any time you know regardless of of at this time or any other time um they were quoted as saying we adhere to strict internal processes that are consistent with industry and accounting standards and are audited annually by a globally respected independent auditing firm and are also subject to regular audits by the nfl we continue to cooperate fully with the committee's work okay so i mean obviously these are statements you know that they you know that you would expect an organization to release um they also put
0: those out
1: they also uh continued and said, we continue to cooperate with the oversight committee and have provided more than 20, 210,000 pages of documents, uh, to the NFL has mm. engaged former SEC, SEC chair, Mary Jo White to review, serious matters raised by the committee. Oof. Yeah. Which that's, yeah, that's so, so uh, it's going to be a, you know, that's a big, a big invest investigation. So if Damn. there is anything to be found, then in, I'm sure it will be. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I kind of hope there's not, but,
0: yeah, I mean, you'd have to wonder like what kind of sanctions they would impose on the on the team for that, or or if it would be like on, on the team, or if it would be on Dan Snyder <coughs> specifically.
1: I would imagine it would be probably on Dan Snyder if it if it do, if it goes down, and if if you, that's you, the you case, then I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily be against it then if it if it gets yeah. Dan Snyder out then you know this is stuff that happened in the past you know and it, you know they're trying to rebuild and do things differently yeah i mean has d- been a fire for the last yeah. year or two anyway he's not even running the team now it's his his wife you know he's not running yeah. where his wife is yeah but you know given all of that i i wouldn't be surprised
0: i've just seen like teams lose draft picks and shit like that or be fined so i just that you know, would you're, be you really hope the team doesn't suffer <clears throat> for you know the, this this front office bullshit uh, that, that you know, obviously the players have and, and the coaches have no, no control. Over I don't this. think
1: that that would happen. Considering it did happen years ago, so yeah. if it was going to be something like that, it would most likely be some kind of monetary fine. I don't think it's going to do something to affect the current team or the current you know structure in the organization because it really wasn't. Okay. Mostly, then this is more. I, I mean, I feel like the organization changed a lot once the name changed. You know, they probably they hired new people and and you know uh, you know those old people were somewhat probably moved yeah. out. So I, it seems like they're trying to build a better culture, but under Dan yeah. Snyder, that almost feels impossible. It's like you're just beating a dead horse, which would be fair. I mean, if season ticket holders got screwed out of their money, then they should obviously get their money back. And, you know, once again, fuck Dan Snyder if these things yeah. are true, but Ugh. yeah, you would hope it's not, you know, but
0: yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: So in some better news, uh, the Washington commanders joined 12 other NFL clubs in kicking off their offseason program on Monday. Players officially reported to the team's home facility, kicking off Phase One, which is focused on meetings, strength and conditioning, and physical rehab. Yeah. I did see a video of Chase Young, you know, doing lifting some workouts and, and, yeah. and lifting weights good. and looking good. Yeah. So I'm definitely excited about that. I hope Predator's that is coming back. Re- is, ah, yes. I, I hope he's back for Week One. I really do. I, it looks like things are going well. Given you know, he looks if, like
0: he's going to be ready, man. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm yeah. certainly excited about it.
1: Yeah, I mean they, you know, NFL teams they have like the best medical, well, they should, type of uh, care with injuries like that. So hopefully he should come back. Yeah, they
0: send those guys to like Dr. James Andrews, who's like one of the best surgeons. Like, like Mm -hmm. I know who Dr. James Andrews is, and like I by no means am a medical person, but it's like (laughs) oh, when you hear Dr. James Andrews did somebody's (laughs) operation, you're like oh shit, he did his ACL. I was like okay, he's he's gonna be good. So Yeah. yeah. That, that, that. Yeah,
1: shit. I mean, being being a doctor is just as a, like a skill like being a football player. You know, you got really, really yeah, good doctors. I mean, and you, you, got, you
0: want you want that guy? Not like so great
1: doctors. Get that
0: ACL on point. You know, like
1: exactly. That's who you want.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I mean, um, so go ahead.
1: I was going to say this. Uh, this year's off season program is going to be drastically different yeah. from uh, the previous years, or at least as of recent, when the pandemic forced teams to have to do virtual workouts, uh, participate in smaller groups yeah. with other, you know, limits. Um, with all of those restrictions lifted washington's players will be able to participate in a much larger capacity and will give ron rivera the opportunity to you know actually see what his players can do you know with given time you know and and actually on the field and not have to deal with all that i think it's going to be and obviously that applies to all the other you know 31 teams but it's still it's gonna definitely help i think
0: yeah yeah absolutely um i mean especially for those young players you know just being in being able to get into the building and, and you know, mm-hmm. not just do it yeah you have to be there in person
1: with the coaches yeah. you have to you know yeah. like and and ron being his third year you know he's really got to prove himself now and i think he has a good chance now because he's really got a full off season a full yeah. opportunity to go in there and and do it the way it should be done not yeah. the bullshit of the, of the last year or two where things were just insane and in many different levels
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I mean, Ron obviously stressed the importance of, of having as many players, um, attend the, uh, even though it's voluntary attend as possible. Um, he was quoted as saying that's going to be the truth of the matter is that this off season is going to be very important, very vital to what I think is part of the plan. Uh, it's time. I think that, um, it's time. I think that we see this team start to take a big step forward and, you know, I would agree with that. Um, you know, going yeah, absolutely. Uh, Fame, uh, several coaches, like Dick Vermeil, is like quoted as saying that, you know, like, in his stops, Dick Vermeil, obviously, uh, Hall of Fame coach with um, stops in uh, Philadelphia, St. Louis, and um, Kansas City, um, won a Super Bowl, uh, was quoted as saying that in all of his stops where he turned teams around, it was the third year that the team really took a difference. Which, you know, that always makes it shitty when a team fires a coach after, like, one or two seasons. You really just didn't yeah. give them the, yeah. the, the, the full, you know... The, the, the full experience, uh, yeah, I definitely, guess. and I, I think, I di-
1: especially given the last year or two with coaches, like in the pandemic, yeah. they really maybe should be given, not yeah. always, but you know, like maybe a little bit more leeway. Jay and, Gruden got you, almost you know, six. That.
0: Jay Gruden got almost yeah,
1: Jay, six Jay, years. Jay Gruden got a little too much leeway. He got a little too much spent. time. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he did. He yeah. did. Um But yeah, so the offseason program encompasses nine weeks, um starting with phase one and the first two. Phase 2 allows players to participate in on-field drills and covers the next three weeks, while Phase 3 spans the final four weeks, yeah. including 10 days of OTAs, and um, that include non-contact drills. Yeah. And uh, Commander's OTA sessions are going to be on May 23rd to the 26th, uh, May 31st to June 2nd, and mm-hmm. June 6th to the 8th. And this is followed by the Veteran Minicamp, and yeah. that will take place on June 14th to the 16th.
0: Yeah, when you start getting into OTAs and minicamp and, and, you know, like, in your training camps and stuff, that's when the offseason starts to get... Like, free agency is exciting and the draft's exciting, but everything in between that is, like, really boring. But, like, when you start, like, seeing that, because that's when you start seeing the position battles, You you know, who they're going to get in the mm-hmm. draft. And it's going to be like, okay, you know, you can start seeing... What your linebacker competition's like Or like what the competition's like in the second area Or along the offensive line So really start to see things taking shape And and th- these are really great Because it gets everybody in the building together So you know th- mm-hmm. th- These guys like Carson Wentz getting to come in and Meet all of his teammates for the first time Andrew Norwell coming in So this is a really great opportunity For everybody to start to jive and, and develop that
1: chemistry Absolutely and it's needed with You know when this Fresh people on team. I mean, just like with any team, I think the pandemic really did do a lot, uh, a number on a lot of teams in it, terms of that. It really changed you the know, way that the the, the the no and the,
0: and the way that you that you do business.
1: Yeah, and just like no fans on top of all the other, you yeah. know, it just it had to be it had to be quite tough, you know, for for all of the teams, you know, during that. Especially yeah. the teams that got really hard. Like I could not, I cannot believe last season when Washington got hit. With all the injuries and all the COVID, there was like 30 yeah. players out. I will never forget that. That, that was just that was insane. And we had a four-game sure. win streak, and then, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah. Terrible, It terrible.
0: definitely stalled the momentum for sure.
1: Yes, it was, yeah. But it's not even, that wasn't even the team's fault. That was just, you know, shit. It is what it is. Yeah. So I'm definitely excited, you know, for how next season is going to look and excited to see how how this the OTAs look and all of that.
0: Absolutely. Well, I mean, I figure, you know, the next show we, we have will probably be, I mean, we'll try to bring you guys a show the uh, the day after, I mean, the drafts in a week, try to give you a show a week. So we'll, we'll report on who the uh, next show, you guys will know who, who we got and, and we'll go yeah, over the I'm draft picks.
1: It's definitely time. You know, you, you wait, it's like there's a couple months between each big date. So you're like, all right, yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. Come on, let's go. Who we yeah. getting? Yep, Exactly. Exactly. so
0: we'll have to we'll, we'll let you know
1: yep absolutely
0: what's going on faithful thanks for joining us on the niners news update this week
1: well this wide receiver controversy going on right now in the contracts and mostly with debo samuel and terry mclaurin yeah. at least you know for us you know washington and niner fans yeah you know, there's just a lot of talk with Devo, especially his situation's a little bit different yeah. with, with the way things have gone, which, you know, we can get more into. But um, just on a base level, like the, the contracts that you're seeing and, and you know these players, they obviously want to be p- paid and there's just all this controversy around it. And it's like, well, you know, it's either they're going to get paid or they're going to go somewhere else. Right. So, right. you know, they, these teams, you know, you got to make the decision and, and get a contract done. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and, and the going rate for the upper echelon of, of wide receivers now seems to be that 25 million number. 25 million, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that seems to be what everybody's trying to get. So, of course, we've got, we've got the big four right now. Um, like you said, the two that are most prevalent uh, or that uh, affect us the most are the Debo and Terry situations. But you've, of course, got uh, Seattle's DK Metcalf and um, Tennessee's A.J. Brown as well who all want their money and all deserve money because they're all great players. But yes, at the same absolutely. at the same point, you know, like we are in the situation and I guess we could talk about let's talk about Terry's first. So of the four, Terry as a team leader has said that he's going to report to Washington's <coughs> off-season program and all mm-hmm. that's all that And there right.
1: was rumor speculating that he wasn't going to go and right. You know, but then I also read further, like he's gonna he's gonna show up, but he may not actually work out like i I've seen various different things, but
0: i I expect him to get that deal done I mean I would of the four deals i and this is of course, I don't have any inside information, but I would expect Terry's gets done first because i would ag-
1: I would agree as well. I would think there seems to be the least controversy there, like Terry just obviously wants to get paid, you know what he deserves yeah. And, and I would think if Washington was smart, they're obviously going to you know, oh, yeah. Gonna yeah. try and keep him. He's, he's literally like the biggest weapon on offense we have. Yeah. So they would be really, really dumb, especially just acquiring Carson Wentz. Like Carson's going to need weapons. You know, if we can't pick up somebody else, you know, even just a pair with Terry, like let alone think of like not having Terry anymore. It's like, come on, that's a player, you know, you, you got to retain. Like, and the, and then there's weapon.
0: always the discussion, you know, th- that people – will have that's like oh well you know you can train somebody like that for multiple first round picks like they did
1: with tyree yeah but and oh maybe maybe get another get some new receiver yeah, in the dra- yeah but yeah. that's a gamble yeah. man yeah. you could get you know exactly for every for th- forever f- every five draft picks four of them are shit and then I, maybe one i will always okay, mention like.
0: to niners fans who you know say draft <clears a> receiver <throat> in the first round or something aj jenkins and the fact that you haven't or most niners fans probably haven't heard of that name is it he, he caught zero passes and you know in, in the NFL, and he was literally a first-round pick. In my opinion, he's the biggest Niners bust in all in all time, and that includes Giovanni Carmazzi. Gio, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, I always got to give Gio, Gio. I knew his, his you were going to go to him. I always got to give Gio his time.
1: Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so
0: anyway, wow, man, yes that, dude, so,
1: that was a sad story. I never heard about him, and so until he's, I met he's, you.
0: He's a go far in
1: Niners' history, and I'm like, oh my god, Gio. what a terrible story that one is. Yeah.
0: Could have had Tom Brady take Giovanni Carmazzi. That worked out well. <laughs> Fucking one of the biggest regrets in 49er God, history. That
1: is, yeah, yeah like shit. Yeah, that was bad. So,
0: so yeah, like Terry. Let's let's talk about why Terry, um, you know, deserves his money real quick, and then we'll move on. He's he's been in the NFL three seasons. Um, two, the, the most. <clears throat> The two most recent seasons, he's gone over a thousand yards. thousand, uh, right? Okay. The first yeah.
1: season, he didn't go over a yeah. thousand, right? It was like he was damn. He was damn close.
0: Fifty-eight catches, nine th- for nine hundred th- nineteen yards, and seven 19, touchdowns. So, nine
1: nineteen. Okay. Yeah. And I was gonna say nine thirty something, yeah. but. And then, close and enough. then his
0: second year, um, he caught eighty-seven passes for eleven hundred eighteen <laughs> yards, four touchdowns, and then th- this last year, seventy-seven catches, uh, one thousand fifty-three yards, and five touchdowns. And that's been playing with a collection of different quarterbacks over that yep. time as well. So, yep. if you Absolutely. can give him the same quarterback for seventeen games, I'm, I'm excited. Like Terry could have a thirteen hundred yard.
1: And a quarterback eight, with like an actual strong season. arm. Like I yeah. loved Heineke, and yeah. I still I hope yeah. he's on the team for years to come as the backup. But like you know Carson probably there. has a stronger arm than him. Oh, of course he does. Yeah. I know. I know he's still there. I'm just saying. I hope. I you know. Yeah. In my opinion, like given the backups in the league, like I don't think you can beat Heineke. Like man, Heineke. If you're gonna rank backups. Heineke should be number one in terms of backups, at least in my opinion. I mean, After well, well you start, know, like,
0: like that, that, we we got to make that argument. Like, if, are we considering Jimmy Garoppolo now a backup?
1: No, because if no, that's the case, even, j- even mm, okay, fine. I guess if he I was, mean, maybe Jimmy'd be slightly better. Yes, but but and then, and then as will, of right and now, then you've always got to make the <laughs> argument, like whether I like it or
0: not, for Nick Foles. Nick Foles came in there and just won a Super Bowl for a franchise against Tom Brady for when the, for the Eagles. So that's like, true but that was years ago. That was so years that's ago. Current.
1: Yeah. I'm talking like, you know, like maybe 2-3 yeah. years. Like that's like that was like 2017, right? Still
0: Teams Teams covet Nick Foles. I don't I don't know if the if the Bears yeah. are going to keep yeah. him, so we'll we'll see. But anyway, moving on to the to the Debo part of this. So the Debo thing's a little bit more unsure because there's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of reports that are coming out that are that are we don't know if they're true. So Schefter will report something. And Schefter's been called out a few times recently for things because, like, Schefter will come out and say that, like, Debo has requested a trade. Um, And then, like, Debo's come out on social media and been like, man, Schefter's, like, full of it. And, you know, like, pretty much, like, defuted those rumors and said that the only people that really... Because, like, I guess in a lot of the Niner groups, it was being said that Debo's brother was saying that they were wanting out of San Francisco and <coughs> requesting a trade. And then Debo's brother, like, said, he's like, I'm just trolling y'all. He's like, the only – he's like, I don't even know what's going on with my brother. And then, like, Debo came out and said, the only people that know what's going on with the situation are me, the Niners, and my agent, which would which make sense. So m- pretty yeah. much eluding the Schefter being being full of it. But basically
1: – That's that's unusual, though. Usually Schefter is, like, Usually, pretty usually he's like, pretty on point, like, yeah. but – so that makes me a little like maybe, mm, like maybe Debo's trying to be like, no, nah, no, nah, I didn't ask for a trade when you really did. Maybe, but, maybe. So I mean, you never know. We,
0: we, yeah, and and that that's really because
1: he also got death threats and shit. That yeah, was yeah, one thing I wanted to mention. Yeah, yeah like he he got death yeah, threats. Yeah, that was really uncool. I Niners not like, I, Niner I
0: not like and, that at all? It's
1: like, dude, what what is whether, this? Shit, whether dude, Debo like?
0: ever plays another down for the Niners, I I wish Debo the best, <laughs> and I thank Debo for his service with us. I mean. He helped us in 2019 get to a Super Bowl and right on the door of one last season. So, love and respect always for you 19, whether he ever suits up as a niner again or not. First and foremost.
1: Also, a side note just to, you know, in terms of honoring him, you know, a lot of people might think his name is Debo Samuels because I see that all yeah, over the it's, internet. Yeah, it's Samuel. And just, it's Samuel. There's no S. Yeah, just, you know, if you if, if you weren't aware of that.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Curtis Samuel is also not plural at, at the end. It's also Samuel. Yeah,
1: Chris. I think I've seen it with that. Former see that, so former yeah.
0: Redskin player Chris Samuels did have it. <clears throat> the,
1: the, there you go. There's uh, one. Yeah. There's one.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll just throw that in there. Just give a uh, Chris <laughs> Samuels is just due. But yeah, Debo. Of course, he's been in the NFL three years as well. Um, his first year was 2019, our Super Bowl run, when he caught 57 passes for 802 yards and three touchdowns. Although that year, he was basically our secondary option to Emmanuel Sanders and George Kittle, or second or third option. He was a rookie that year. So 2020, um, he only played in seven games, and obviously he was battling injuries the entire season. He only caught 33 passes, 391 yards, and one touchdown. Between his first two seasons, he only had about 20 carries between the two of them. So we really weren't using him as much as a running back until this past season. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: when he had, I was
1: going to say, that's one other thing that kind of could add to his value or make yeah. it more of a, an issue is because they do use him in so many things. You know, so he might be like... He might also not... I've heard, I saw reports he's not happy with the fact that they use him right. quite that much in all those various different yeah. situations. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that, oh, Demo, today you're going to play tight end. Demo, today you're going to play... You know, it's yeah, like...
0: Yeah, that, and that, that's the other thing we wanted to, to mention as, as well. So like... Just to, just to recap, his la, his most recent season, he caught 77 passes for 1,400 yards and led the NFL with 18.2 yards of reception and, and six receiving touchdowns. And then he also had um, – how many touchdowns did he have on the ground? I think it was like
1: uh, – Like four or five, I think, something like that? He had
0: eight – no, he had eight on the ground. Eight? Yeah, so, so he had uh, 14 total touchdowns. So with that being said – Um, That adds to the money It's like okay so top receivers are getting paid 25 million a year But it's like he's like a running back wide receiver He's a wide back as they call it So what's a wide back worth So top running backs Are only worth about you know Running backs really don't get shit in the grand scheme of the NFL as far far as It also
1: depends on what Debo wants to be used as himself. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't want to be doing all that different stuff and, right. and putting his body through all of that. And that, written that's and what he, he said, because obviously
0: it. he knows that that's going to shorten his career, even as, as big and as physical as Debo is, because he's a big wide yeah. receiver. I mean, he's, he's six foot, 215 pounds. So he's big for a wide receiver and he's thick. So, I mean, he,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but yeah, I mean, running backs usually in the NFL don't make it past 30. I mean, Frank Gore's a wonder for for doing just that, for, you know, the career that
1: he's had. Or Adrian Peterson, you know, like, like, Jesus, dude, how are you still going? Those are
0: the the rare exceptions to the rule. Those are not common situations. Running backs usually top out at 30. Um, So Mm -hmm. he, realizing that, wants to get his money or – and that's the thing. Eventually it was talked about as, like, he wants his money. Then it was maybe just talked about that he just doesn't want to be used that way anymore. Right, right. Maybe it's not about money Maybe it's just like He wants to stay with the Niners Maybe make, you know 20, 25 million a season But just be used as a prototypical wide receiver But, you know, I I get that I mean, he certainly helps our running game But I I wouldn't say that we Exclusively needed to use him in that role I mean, we have Elijah Mitchell We have Jeff Wilson We have good running backs And if Trey's the starter That's going to add an element to our running game right there So, I mean
1: yeah, they shouldn't really need, in theory, if you have other players that can fill the role uh, I mean, you know, appropriately, I still think you shouldn't really need to use him. I
0: still think, you know, he gets maybe five or ten handoffs a season on, like, a jet sweep, you know? Like, like, yeah, like a absolutely, lot of run
1: yeah, runs. which they do. Th- a lot of teams yeah. do that anyway with their wide receivers. But, but he had, know, ter- he had, Terry, I'm pretty sure, yeah. has done that a few times. But he times.
0: had 59 carries last season.
1: Yeah, that's, like, insane yeah. for a wide receiver.
0: To go with his 77 catches. So, I mean, like that. Yeah, that's insane. That's almost half. Yeah. That's
1: literally almost the same number. Yeah. I mean, close. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, yeah,
1: that'll be very interesting to see what happens. We'll monitor with Graham, all these situations especially... with,
0: with DK, with AJ Brown, with with Terry, and, and with Debo. Obviously, um, the draft's coming up in about a week. So, if any of these guys are going to be moved, you expect it to be while these teams have draft capital. Um, but I, I really don't see any of them. I mean, from my opinion, I don't see any of them getting moved. I would I would think that all of those teams want to make those those deals i, I would, mean i would
1: hope so for all those teams sake even the ones that i don't that aren't mine yeah. like, shit. i mean you know like you should probably keep those guys you know that are key to your offense and that are, are up and coming players like i that. feel
0: bad for derrick henry in tennessee if they get rid of aj brown because you know that he, he's basically their only threat <laughs> at that, at that yeah
1: point. that would be oh jesus i didn't even think about and, that and, that I, and I feel terrible. bad
0: for you know drew lock or whoever well no i don't feel bad for seattle starters <laughs> because <laughs> yeah i was gonna with, say with, what are you without, you know, like that, that makes them, I mean, they still have Tyler. Walker. That's why I
1: said Seattle's in for a rough ass fucking season, dude. They, they are going to have, it's going to be fun watching Seattle lose, you know, like 12 games or more next oh season. Goodness. I know you're going to love every second of that, yeah.
0: but then they get a top pick. <laughs> at
1: least 10, at least 10, yeah, at least yeah. 10, maybe not 12, but at least 10. I'm going. I'm gonna say it now. They're gonna lose at least ten. But games.
0: then they then they'd end up drafting like top five overall. Probably end up getting a franchise quarterback the
1: next. Yeah, year. you know what? You're probably right. They would like fucking goddamn Packers. Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers. You know, you know, you know what? what? Fuck you guys. It's,
0: it's better for me if they go like seven, seven and ten. So like at least right, it's right, like right. you know, good enough to like keep themselves out of the top ten, but shitty enough to you know not not give us any trouble for a playoff spot. Right. Besides that, um, in other niner related news, um, you know, pertaining to the uh, the draft, which is coming up in about a week's time. Uh, so by the time we bring you the next show, we'll uh, cover who the Niners end up drafting. But um, the Niners had hosted Western Kentucky edge rusher D'Angelo Malone for a visit on Monday. <clears throat> um, he's also had visits with the Colts. The Texans, um, the Colts and the Texans, as well as the Niners. Uh, D'Angelo Malone, like I said, out of Western Kentucky. Uh, Last season um, with Western Kentucky had 44 tackles and nine sacks. So um, pretty solid player. He's got decent size at 6'4", 240 pounds. Um, He would provide an edge rusher um, or some edge rushing depth behind Nick Bosa if the Niners end up going... In the direction of an edge rusher So that's one way um, that, they, that they could Definitely go And in, that, in yeah, a That'd bit... be
1: surprising somewhat with having Nick Bosa, that's why I thought that was a bit odd
0: Yeah, so yeah. I mean he, he would definitely be more of, of a of <clears throat> Player, I mean obviously at this point The Niners don't have <clears throat> A ton of deep holes But they do have a few holes remaining I mean obviously uh, Corner Is a play, even with getting the addition Of Charverius Ward um, you know corners a place they could look they could also look at safety. They could also look at offensive line um, So I could see all of those positions potentially getting addressed So in an, in another move relating to the 49ers defensive line. We reported he had a visit last week um, Pass rusher uh, Kamoko Teray, uh, former Indianapolis Colt signed a one-year deal um, He is of course coming off a career-high five-and-a-half sack season in 13 games with the Colts. Um, He's collected a total of 12 sacks um, and 33 tackles and uh, two forced fumbles in 38 career games. Um, This is a guy that's a former second-round pick uh, by the Colts in the 2018 draft. And um, he's uh, got a lot of potential, but he's been banged up with injuries. And he saw his rookie season uh, cut short due to an ankle injury. Uh, or I'm sorry, he had an ankle injury in 2019 That um, <clears throat> kind of knocked him out for a significant amount of time And of course, that could affect the. Uh, you know, we reported just a moment ago On the visit for D'Angelo Malone, the pass rusher I don't know if the mm-hmm. Niners are still looking at a pass rusher Now that they've signed him Or right, if, right. if that kind of like takes care of that position And now they'll go somewhere else Obviously, now we'll get into that Um, we don't pick until the 61st pick, uh, however, the Niners do have the potential to get a lot deeper in this draft. We might not, um, you know, unless something crazy happens and we end up moving Jimmy or Debo for additional draft capital, obviously there's still a week before the draft for that to happen, but if none of that happens, we're at 61, uh, with our first pick, um, So, we, but we have nine picks overall in the draft. So, you know, we've, so we've got like I said, an opportunity to add some, you know, some good late round players. We've got a pick in the second round, third round. I'm sorry. One pick in the second round, two picks in the third round, one pick in the fourth round, one pick in the fifth round, three in the sixth, and then one in the seventh. So.
1: I mean, Especially. yeah, they those aren't very, you know, there's no low picks, but yeah, I mean, you can always find gems late in the draft. So. I mean, George with, Kittle with was a
0: fifth round pick. Uh, yeah,
1: exactly. A well, yeah, pick, a so. lot, a uh, lot. Jul- Julian Edelman, I'm pretty sure, wasn't he a late I round mean, pick?
0: Yeah, I mean, I've been, yeah, and Tom Brady, of course, probably the most Tom, famous well, yeah, late obviously round pick Tom of all Brady. time. Yeah,
1: I wanted to go with somebody that wasn't yeah, Tom Brady. Yeah, so, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, Julian Edelman out of, out of Kent State was actually a quarterback in college.
1: Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Uh, I think I was watching the Tom Brady documentary. And, it's was actually a pretty you know, good talks, one, talks about
0: that. which was crazy. They, that, <coughs> Bill's just like, we're just going to move this guy to receiver. It's going to work. It's going to be fine. It's going to work and out. And it did. And it did. I I, I wouldn't question Bill with, with his track record, right. what he's proven in the league. But, yeah, so like like I said, at 61, if that's where we draft, some players we could potentially look at. I don't think he's going to be available, but you'd have to throw out Christian Watson. Now, Christian Watson, what I like about him, and in the growing trend of NFL, the NFL teams reuniting college teammates, obviously it happened in Cincinnati with Joey Burrow and Jamar Chase. It happened in Miami with Tua and Jalen Waddle. But, you know, the interesting thing, Christian Watson, he went to North Dakota State University. Do you know who else went to North Dakota State University? I do not. Well, I'm sure it's it's Trey Lance, bud. That's for Trey. Oh. Yeah. Oh,
1: I, di- I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, Shit. yeah.
0: okay. So, so Trey went to North Dakota State University. So it would be pairing up college teammates again. So, I mean, that's worked out the two times. I mean, Jalen Waddle kind <clears> of <throat> set a rookie record catching 104 passes, and Jamar Chase went off for Cincinnati with Joe Burrow as his quarterback. So, it's, it's worked out the previous two times, so I don't think he's going to be available. I think he's going to go earlier in the second round, so I think he'll be gone by 61, but I certainly hope that he'd be available if, you know, if we're going to take a receiver, he's one you got to look at. A um, couple other ones, you know, rest his soul, God rest in peace, not, not referring to uh, the, the Black Mamba, Kobe Bryant, but uh, Kobe Bryant, the uh, Cincinnati cornerback is also an option if the Niners choose to... It, it, it's Kobe with a, with a C. It's not Kobe. Yeah, i never, never
1: heard yeah. of this guy's name. That's crazy, yeah. though. So like, he played on, on
0: the uh, insane Cincinnati Bearcats defense, which made it to the um, <clears throat> college football national championship this past year. They had a really, like, Cinderella season only, only to lose um, there. But, uh, yeah, he had a really good season, so he could be somebody that they look at as well if they choose... To address corner, obviously I I think corner is a position we could still address. We brought in Charvarius Ward, as we've discussed many times on that 40 million dollar deal uh, from the Chiefs. But if you know we did lose Kwan Williams, so if the Niners choose to add another um, corner, that could be a move they make. I mean, I personally think like right now we've got Emmanuel Sanders and Charvarius Ward as our starters. Dante Johnson. You know, projected to potentially be the slot guy. And um obviously Ambry Thomas is, is in the running as well. And uh Diamador Lenore. So I think the corners we have are pretty good. So I don't I mean, I think we'll add a corner. I don't know if we'll do it at sixty one though. Um there's also been discussion of a safety because Jaquaski Tart is still unsigned. We could still end up bringing him back, but he's still a free agent. He hasn't signed anywhere. Um and this is a guy that you might like if they bring him in, you know, for two reasons. One, he's got your name, and two, he comes from University of Maryland. He's a former Terp. Nick All Cross. Right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, last year we ended up bringing in uh, Talanoa Hufanga, who was a great safety draft pick for us. I really like him. So maybe we go with, uh, with Nick Cross this year. And... um I mean that—that's assuming that the Niners aren't happy with who they have right now. Uh, he's six foot, uh, six foot, two hundred twelve pounds. Um, he ran a four three forty, so uh, you know, pretty solid player. Uh, he could be somebody that they look at as well if they want to address the safety position. And then um, just a couple other ones to mention. I've also discussed offensive line as, as being a place that they could go, and then of course edge rusher few other edge rushers they could look at potentially drake jackson out of usc um, or nick uh, benito out of oklahoma Um, and then uh, as far as potential other defensive secondary players also martin emerson out of mississippi state who could also be a good player Uh, you figure that they're going to address corner at some point in the draft you just don't know whether they're going to do it um at 61 or not that's really the the Telltale and then of course they could also address The offensive line um, There's been you know a lot of report that uh, Mike McGlinchey Who was injured last year has been Underweight in the offseason There was a picture of him on Instagram Where people were saying he looked like he was about 240 pounds So you know 40 pounds down from his normal Playing weight usually But mm, he, yes, he's, he's reported that That's inaccurate and he posted another picture And I guess he looks like good to go Um so, hopefully, hopefully, all is well there. But, you know, they, they could still end up addressing the offensive line. Although, I think Aaron Banks, there's a lot of belief in him in his second year being a good player. So, we'll, uh, we'll certainly know in a week. Next show will be, we're going to try to bring it to you a day after the draft. So, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully, we get some good gems. Uh, Like I said, we've got a got a lot of opportunity to add some good depth in this draft. So hopefully, with those nine picks, we can definitely solidify our roster and really make a a good roster great.
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: All right, we'll follow uh, or um, we'll tune in next week, and uh, we'll definitely let you know how the draft went and recap who we got. But um, thanks for joining us tonight, faithful. Have a good night. And that's going to do it this week for the Extra Point Show. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, If you're not already, make sure that you like and subscribe and follow us on all of the social media platforms. And check out our other video clips, like the Niners News Update.
1: And the Commander's Countdown.
0: That's right. See you next week, everybody.